Good morning, beautiful ladies of CBSW. The story of Ruth I'm about to tell you is a compilation of many articles and books. One book, Love Your Enemies, is written about today's cultural and political climates and emphasizes if people on opposite sides of almost every issue today would just stop, listen, and hear someone's story, we might heal this country and work together with God for the good of all people. Even though this is a book written in 2021, it can be applied to Ruth's story also. Her story starts in the country of Moab, and the Moabites were ancient, sworn enemies of Israel, dating back to Genesis. She was a princess, and being a dutiful Moabite was a pagan and an idol worshiper. As she grew to, grew to womanhood at the same time, 30 plus miles away in Bethlehem of Judah, there was a great famine. One of the most prominent and wealthy men in town, Elimelech, could have supplied the entire town with food for 10 years. Instead, he decided to leave, taking his family with him, his wife Naomi and two sons, Malon and Kilion. All we really know of his story is he was an extremely wealthy man. He feared for his life because he knew the townspeople would bombard him with requests for food, and so he abandoned them. He and his family made the 30-plus mile trek across the River Jordan, north of the Dead Sea, to the plateau of Moab. Shortly after his arrival there, he dies. Scholars believe this is because God withdrew his mercy from him as he was not pleased with his actions. Elimelech had failed as a husband, a father, and as a benefactor to his people in Bethlehem. Naomi was left with her two sons who decided to marry Moabite women who were sisters, and one of the sisters was Ruth. Ruth and her sister Orpah convert to Judaism to marry Naomi's sons. Ruth's conversion was sincere and valid, which is substantiated by the book of Ruth that is read every year on the Jewish festival of Shabbat, which marks the sheaf offering of the wheat harvest. It is believed Orpah just went through the motions. Do we know why God chose Ruth over Orpah to have the sincere conversion? Don't we often wonder why God chooses one person over another? But we need to stop and ask ourselves, what is that person's choice? We'll never forget the story of Eve and her choice. After all, God gives us free will. Ruth chose the truth and beauty of the Jewish religion and chose to turn away from idol worshiping. Maybe Orpah just went through the motions of conversion to get married and hopefully have children. After 10 years of marriage for both couples, with no children, both sons die. No reason is given, but God's plan is unfolding for Ruth and Naomi. Naomi has found that prosperity has returned to Bethlehem. Maybe she learned this from travelers such as Rahab, found out from travelers about the actions of Joshua, and Naomi decides to return to her homeland. She implores both her daughters-in-law to stay in Moab. She tells them we're foreigners, outsiders, and they'll not be welcomed. Even though they are now converted Jews, 
They will be a constant reminder to Naomi that her beloved sons married Moabite women. Orpah decides to stay in Moab, which is another sign her conversion was not sincere. But Ruth clings to her mother-in-law. She has come to love her like a mother, and she also sees Naomi as her way out of a life of evil, idol-worshipping. Ruth tells Naomi, Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there be buried. Ruth is ready to leave everything behind. Are you detached from all your worldly goods? Are you attached to God totally so that you could choose to do what Ruth does? Do you trust God enough? Remember the stories of Sarah and Rebecca. Their lack of trust in God got them into a heap of trouble. Ruth's story continues as the two women set out on the seven to 10 day dangerous journey covering the 30 plus miles of hot, dry, and dusty terrain, which is similar to the state of Naomi's heart, which has turned very dry, bitter, and hard. Naomi has chosen bitterness. She is the debris of her husband's decision and death and the debris of her two sons' marriage to Moabite women and then their deaths. So they arrive back in Bethlehem, where Naomi does still have a house and some land which belonged to her husband but has not been planted. Ruth knows she has to provide food for them, so she humbles herself and goes to glean in a field. She embraces this change in her life just as she had embraced previous changes. No complaints or woe is me. Our futures are ever-changing like a flowing river, and we always need to know God is in charge and go with the flow. As divine intervention would have it, Ruth enters a field in which to glean owned by Boaz, a powerful, wealthy relative of Naomi's. The name Boaz means strength in Hebrew. Boaz is from the clan of her late husband, so he knows Naomi and has heard the town gossip about the foreigner Ruth and her actions. He says to Ruth, I've had a complete account of what you've done for your mother-in-law after your husband's death. You have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom previously you did not know. This mirrors Genesis 12.1. The Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your land, your relatives, and from your father's home to a land that I will show you. Now it is Ruth, a Moabite, who reenacts Abram's long trek. She becomes the founding mother of a nation, just as Abram becomes the founding father. Boaz obviously falls in love with Ruth at first sight, as he makes sure she is well cared for by the other workers, well fed, and he blesses her, saying, May the Lord reward you for what you have done. May you receive a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. After her first full day of work, Ruth returns to Naomi with food and a full report of the day's happenings. Now Naomi's story begins anew. She has a firm purpose. 
She wants to provide Ruth and herself a stable life. She realizes God is not yet finished with her. God's love and presence are now a sensed reality. Ruth's loving kindness has brought new life to Naomi. This is a turning point in Naomi's story. Her bitterness is being turned to hope. Naomi's eyes are open to seeing Ruth, her stamina in face of all the dangers she has experienced, her courage, her self-sacrifice, and her faith. As Ruth continues to glean every day in the field owned by Boaz, Naomi is busy at home concocting a plan. When the harvest is finished, she reveals her plan to Ruth, and Ruth surrenders herself to the plan. She will take the hard path, which so many times is the one God wants us to take. What path is God asking you to follow right now? Why has God sent a particular person, a particular trial, or a special pleasure to you right now? If we see God's path with eyes of faith, we will see every moment and every person as an ingredient in his divine plan, and we will live in joyful surrender like Ruth. She musters the courage and gives God her very best, and no one who comes to Christ will ever go back the same person. So Ruth dons her best attire, anoints herself, and as a former princess, she knows how to make herself outwardly beautiful. As instructed by Naomi, she goes to the threshing floor and waits on Boaz to arrive. When he is asleep, she lies down at his feet, to lie down at someone's feet is to take the position of a servant waiting for the master's command. Ruth has once again come in a posture of humility and servanthood. Ruth thinks of Boaz as representing the wings of the Lord and calls Boaz her redeemer in 3.9. I am your servant, Ruth. Spread the wing of your cloak over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Remember in 2.12? Boaz describes Ruth as seeking refuge beneath those wings. Boaz is indeed her redeemer. He protects Ruth's reputation. He tells her she is a worthy woman. Ruth is redeemed by a Boaz who represents our Lord. She has hope and is a free child of God. Boaz will eventually endow her and their family with the future. He will find his own redemption. We now find out more about Boaz and his story. We already know he's from a good clan. Rahab is his mother. He is prosperous and a man of integrity. He accepts Ruth, even though she's an outsider, because he sees her inner beauty and her godly qualities. He's totally honest with Ruth and tells her there is a redeemer closer than he, a closer relative who has first right of refusal to buy the land and marry Ruth. Boaz calls a meeting with this unnamed redeemer and 10 of the elders of the town. He tells this other man that Naomi is putting up for sale her land and with the acquisition of the land, responsibility for and marriage to Ruth the Moabite will be included and an heir will be expected to then inherit the land. This man refuses because he can't afford to buy the land and then lose it to the heir. This allows Boaz to buy the land and marry Ruth. The elders of the town are all witnesses to this transaction and bless Ruth and Boaz and prophesy that their offspring will perpetuate the line of King David.
Boaz and Ruth's first son, Obed, which means worshiper in Hebrew, is born. And Ruth, staying true to her feelings of loyalty and love, allows Naomi to care for him. And so, so now Obed becomes the redeemer of her family. Obed grows to manhood and becomes the father of Jesse, who becomes the father of King David, and the rest is history. Ruth's story is written, and we now know her better and hopefully understand her and will learn from her. I love Ruth and first studied her during the summer my beloved husband of 40 years unexpectedly died. So I could relate to her state of being a widow. I love her strength, perseverance, diligence, loyalty, and kindness. Unlike Ruth, I did not cling to my mother-in-law. She was 92 years old, and God hasn't put a Boaz in my life yet. Ruth's story is also one of sacrifice, surrender, emptiness to fullness, famine to abundance, love and redemption. Ruth is a foreigner, an outsider, and as a Moabite, a sworn enemy of the Jews, certainly not worthy to be in Jesus's family, but there she is. And this underscores the universal embrace by God for salvation for all. Just as she apparently welcomed and treated kindly the four outsiders who came to Moab, Naomi, her husband, and two sons. So Ruth is welcomed by Naomi's people. This is how we should treat people who come from other places and reap the many rewards that will come to people who do treat strangers with love and kindness. Her story is also one of separations. God separates us sometimes for our own good. He can separate us from a sinful environment and lifestyle. He can separate us from family and possessions. If he'd not separated Ruth from her family, one wonders what would have happened to her and to Naomi and Boaz. Get to know a person's story with whom you disagree. A 2004 movie titled Crash vividly portrays misconceptions people have of one another. And once their stories are revealed, only then does understanding and healing start. Take time to hear a person's story. Kindness should trump contempt every time. So coming full circle, in the book I mentioned at the beginning, Love Your Enemies, the author challenges the reader to write their story in 12 words. This exercise will not only help the person know themselves better, but when exchanging stories, be able to know the other person better. I challenge each of you to write your story in 12 words. I wrote Ruth's. Born Moabite pagan, accepted God as redeemer, became direct ancestor of Jesus. I will end with a poem that Ruth could have written to God. You have spoken. You have bent down and lifted me up on your shoulders. Close to your lips, close to my ear, you whisper. See, as you point to the end of the journey, Way up there, past the miles of hills, valleys, weeds, and rivers, at home waiting for you, a place where my father, my father waits for you. I get distracted on the journey, the worries, the hurts, the fears, the obstacles. They become larger than the destination. I try to make this place my home, cozy, 
secure, self-protected from the elements never works, never happens until you bend down and lift me up on your shoulders to hear your voice and feel your presence. You are my home away from home. You are my transportation to the high places, to my father's place, my real home, my destination. God bless all of you beautiful women and don't forget your 12 word story. Amen.